be a nightmare, even driving up and watching if the fire is burning. Have you what seen was Gone that? with the Wind? Mm, yes. That house burning? Yeah. Times so when you're, four. So when I, rem <clears throat> I remember a time, and, and we'll talk about that in a second, but there's some setbacks you've had. But even in the setbacks, God always made a way. And, and it's, almost like, it's like that, that man on fire movie. You see the big fire, all of a sudden he comes walking through it. Yeah. And that's... Uh, I've loved it. We did. Um, in 92, mm -hmm. we had a fire right. in Masterville that took half our building. Wow. It was actually March 1st. It was my birthday. I remember that now. And then sure. six months later, in October, we had another fire that took the other half. Mm. It destroyed everything wow. that we had. So we were kind of, you know, trying to figure out how are we going to survive. Yeah. And it's interesting. It was, you know, we we lost half so we could operate out of the other right. half. Right. And then while we're operating out of that one, we bought another building and started mm -hmm. moving our products into that when we right. lost the, the second side of it. Um, so we were able to survive yeah. you know, two very devastating fires. But it had to be a nightmare even driving up and watching if the fire is burning. Or if you're, you what was gone that? with the wind? Mm, yes. That house burning? Yeah. Time so when you four. So when you got the call to go, was it in the middle of the night or something like that? Uh, no, it was actually um, we got the call. We were I was at my dad's house. Mm -hmm. We got the call that our alarm had gone off. So we're thinking, well, you know, yeah, maybe a false alarm or whatever. So Don and I kind of meander around for a couple of minutes. We get in our truck and heading down. Well, obviously, if you have an emergency that mm -hmm. gives you a legal right to do 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So we're speeding down the road, mm -hmm. not thinking that it's a fire. We're just thinking that it's just, you know, false alarm yeah. at, at the office. And we come on the 2nd Avenue, top the hill, and we can see from a distance the fire and knew that it was a problem. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we survived that. Uh, you remember service merchandise? I remember that. I remember when when you went through that. Tell us about that one. That's a... Uh, so Service Merchandise was our largest account, and um, when we had had the fires, you know, they kind of survived that through us. And they were the big ones. And they yeah. were the big yeah, ones. That's that, where I bought Debbie's wedding Walmart. ring. That Jesus diamond I talk about, you know, it cost me $89 for wedding ring. Jesus. <laughs> so little only Jesus can see it. That's, that's where I bought it, Service At Merchandise. Service Merchandise. Yeah. You yeah. go with the, the conveyor belt, brought the product down to you. That's right. Uh, so we were selling those guys, and I can't remember the actual date of it, but they filed bankruptcy, and they were our largest account and mm. had the the highest receivable amount with our company at that point. Yeah, so they had about half or more than half of all of your income. Yeah, wow. which was a lesson. Mm. God, had you have great nuggets. That's why we uh, love this morning. We love hearing you right. preach. Love Brother Brent, obviously, because yeah. we always get nuggets right that was a lesson mm -hmm. that i had learned because herbert's merchandise owned 50 percent of our receivables mm -hmm. and the majority of our revenue and we said you can't have that much dependence on right. one account that's right and one product so we tried to diversify you know mm -hmm. from that lesson mm -hmm. and i we might have done it anyway mm -hmm. But it's interesting, um, you can hear things and read things and be told things and see things, but when yeah. you experience that's right. things, that's right. it is a whole it, other 
lesson that That's tells right. you what you need to I do. had an old sar- retired sergeant one time tell me this. He says, uh, there's some things I know, and there's some things I know. <laughs> and he just changed the word he said and to know. And the yeah. things you know <laughs> yeah. are the things you probably <laughs> That's right. experienced. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we go through all those periods. We go through the fires. We go through service merchandise. And and we, we just continue to, to grind it out, yeah. to fight it out, and continue to put our thoughts on being innovators in mm-hmm. the industry. And um, the latest product that we've come out with um, is a product called Gravity Series, yeah. which is a charcoal grill. And Masterbuilt has always been in the electric smoker business. And it's still a staple item right. today. Um, doing phenomenal mm-hmm. and our electric turkey fryers are still doing phenomenal and this new product that we've come out with and we're now I mean what is 2001 right now so we're 48 years in mm-hmm. our business we're close to five decades mm-hmm. in our business oh. and we've, we've got these products that have kind mm-hmm. of written our story over right. the years and this particular product um, a guy named Olin Powell at Masterbuilt mm-hmm. helped us develop this product with our engineering team. <clears throat> and he came to me and he said, hey, and this was back in 2000 and maybe 16 right. when we were starting to develop this product. Right. It took us about three to three and a half years to get in the market. He said, I want to develop a product that is a gravity series charcoal that we can take to barbecue cook-offs. <clears throat> All right, explain how that works because I'm... The, the Gravity Series? Yeah. All right, so um, a lot of people are familiar with pellet grills. Yeah. You load the pellets into a hopper, it feeds to a burner, and you cook with pellets. And it regulates how much and to And it regulates okay. how much. So people love. Gregor, yeah. one of our competitors, done a phenomenal job in the yeah. industry promoting that product. Well, we didn't want to come out with another pellet grill. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to come out with something that everybody in the yep. industry had done. So I told Olin, I said, I told him no on his wanting to develop this product. I said, because we are not in the barbecue cook-off industry. Mm-hmm. We are not building $5,000, $10,000 trailer grills. Mm-hmm. We sell to consumers that want to cook in their backyard. Yeah. And I said, so. You know your market. That's if you can develop a big trailer version of it mm-hmm. and put the focus on making that for 500 to $1,000 for everybody's backyard, mm-hmm. I'll give you the budget to do mm-hmm. it. He said, done. So we build a trailer about the size of this room, uh-uh. got gravity on it, right. and they took it to a competition and figured mm-hmm. out you know, what people were looking for. And then got with Home Depot and Walmart and all of our big mm-hmm. retailers and said, hey, we're coming up with this concept mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, like my cup, you mm-hmm. load your charcoal into this hopper, right. your grill is over here, and the charcoal gravity feeds down and burns in this firebox, and it forces the heat into a manifold so that you can smoke at low temperatures, which you love to smoke. Yep, that's smart. And then you can barbecue at a temperature and you can sear. So I can take that smoker, if it's you're yeah. smoking your food, from 150 to 275 degrees and low smoke. Mm. Then I can turn it to 350 to 450 and grill a burger. Wow. Then I can turn it to 700 degrees and sear 
a steak. Yeah. So it basically can, does everything that you want. If you love smoking, it's a perfect grill. Mm -hmm. If you love barbecue, it's a perfect grill. Yeah. If you want to sear at high temperatures. So it's kind of the I've never thought about it. But I guess it, it also must be important as to the amount of charcoal you put anyway, because that's going to affect the taste. Because I have grilled before, and I know I must have put too much charcoal. Yeah. So Sometimes um, it depends on the flavor of the charcoal. Um, you know, we use Kingsford. We have mm -hmm. master-built. We have a really good relationship with Kingsford, but we have our own master-built charcoal, lump charcoal now. Mm -hmm. What's nice about this product is when you put the charcoal in, there's zero guesswork to mm -hmm. how yes. much. You just fill the hopper Absolutely. up, and it gets low. You put more in it. So during the process of charcoal grilling sometimes, if you run low, mm -hmm. you got to take all your food off, take your grill racks yep. out, and load more charcoal in it, and then yep. restart it. You never use lighter fluid, so you don't have any of that wow. taste. You add wood chips to it to make it you know, more smoke flavor. Mm -hmm. you know, Ms. Debbie wants to put that on her mac and yeah. cheese. And it, it was, people love to charcoal grill, mm -hmm. but they don't like, the hassle. Yeah, that's right. They love the charcoal grill. They don't like the cleanup. Mm -hmm. They love the charcoal grill, but they don't like the process. Mm -hmm. We solve every single problem in wow. that industry to the point that Weber, mm -hmm. who is the giant in the industry, mm -hmm. the billion-dollar uh, competitor, wrote an article or was being interviewed, mm -hmm. and in the article said that Masterbuilt had come up with technology mm -hmm. in the charcoal industry that got everybody's that. attention. Yeah. You always were, you, you were always, that was the thing about Masterbuilt, you were always uh, the cutting edge, the pioneer. Trying you know, to be. That's right. And you did it. You did it well. And, and, and it's, a, it's a testament to our team. Yeah. Um, you know, right. the, the employees that were within our company had a, a good passion mm -hmm. for the company and they wanted to help us yep. grow. They loved using the products too. Mm -hmm. They were trying to solve a problem that they, they would use, yeah. which is what our consumers All right, let me like. ask you this. We talked about your team and all that. What, you know, with a company like that, there's a lot of challenges. And one of them is even in the hiring of the right people. Yes. What, what, what was your, how did you hire or what did you... What was, you know, what it was you looked for? Um, referrals were mm -hmm. really good for us. Um, if we knew somebody within the industry or if we knew somebody that uh, we had kind of followed their story just a mm -hmm. little bit, kind of you, that was kind of their interview. You know, right. we knew um, a little bit more about them. Because if you yeah. interview somebody cold and you you know nothing about them, they can mm -hmm. look good on paper, but not yeah. really do the That's job right. that you need. Um, we were trying to get people that aligned with our beliefs, mm -hmm. which is harder and harder to do yeah. the larger and larger companies get. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll kind of uh, backtrack just a little bit on mm -hmm. the, the time frame mm -hmm. of, of our business. Um, and I hope I answered that question yeah. about, yeah. about That's employees. Right. Yeah. Um, in 2012, when I bought Don out, mm -hmm. um, Tanya and I, became 100% owners of Masterbuilt for the first time. Yeah. And we, we did that from 2012 until 2016 and, mm -hmm. and kind of gotten it to a point where we either got to continue this journey mm -hmm. or maybe look at, at selling a percentage mm -hmm. of the company. And it was a difficult decision. Mm -hmm. If we had it to do over again, we would still do it. We might do things a little different, right? you know, um, but we decided to sell 70% of Masterbuilt to a private equity group mm -hmm. out of New York called Dominus. Mm -hmm. And we had to come to terms with becoming second. Yeah, that's right. What, your what I spoke about this morning. Yeah. This morning. <laughs> and realizing that 
we've always had a hundred percent control, hundred percent ownership, mm-hmm. and um, and we're gonna give that up. Mm-hmm. So I, my advice to anybody <clears throat> that is everything about selling their company, mm-hmm. you need to understand what you're doing when you decide to do it. Yeah, because if you want to take a deep breath and be second if you want to do it for mm-hmm. financial reasons and take some money right you know instead of having it all into yeah. one company mm-hmm. <clears throat> take some money off the table there's a <clears throat> you got to have a reason for doing it and yeah. understand that is not a hundred percent your baby anymore. yeah that's right and that would be that would be hard I, I can tell you even on my end i stepped on passing the baton to brent and if the first six months at least there were decisions I wanted to make or things I'd think of, but they had a different vision, different yeah. direction. And I would, and I no longer had the voice at the table that I used to have. Yeah. And, and and I probably could have if I'd have powered my way through it, I wasn't going to do it. Right. And so I want, for you, that's got to be a, you know, because um, that's been your baby. Yeah, it has been. And uh, the first year, mm-hmm. uh, well, actually, we did it in 2016. The first couple of years were great. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot changed, mm-hmm. and um, we got to a point where our board wanted mm-hmm. to go in a little bit of a different direction mm-hmm. than I was taking the company, which right. is their prerogative. They, they got the it. Now, yeah. <clears throat> so they asked me to step down in mm-hmm. January of 2019, mm-hmm. have somebody else come in to, to kind of you know do things that right. they wanted to do. It was difficult, but it mm-hmm. did, and stayed in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, they asked me to step down, but they didn't fire me. Yeah, well, you know? they could, I, I, personally, I think you're the face and the voice of Masterville. You know, um, depends what you ask. Yeah, um, but that was difficult, but we accepted it. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. We're continuing to grow. Well, we went through a change of leadership that lasted about six months. And mm-hmm. then today we've got a, a new CEO and president. It's been in the seat now for about 18 months since mm-hmm. then. Um, and my goal mm-hmm. is to help him be as successful as he can be. Mm-hmm. Even if it may not be in the exact direction right. that I want, Tanya and I are still you know, um, large percentage owners yeah. of the company. Yeah. Obviously, it behooves us to, to financially do it for that that reason. Mm-hmm. But we have come in contact, Brother Bill, since mm-hmm. 2016 um, with more unchurched people mm-hmm. in yeah. our business yeah. than we've ever wow. come in contact with, yeah. whether it's folks out of New York um, in our private mm-hmm. equity group, whether it's the other portfolio companies within mm-hmm. our group, whether it's our you know new leadership mm-hmm. within the company, and uh, our witness to them needs to be to just try to continue to do the right thing right through this journey. That's right. That's right. And you be to them what your employees were to you, and. And hopefully. That's right. Hopefully. Yeah, you know, as long um, as they don't break some moral code or so yeah. when they when they cross your values at some place. Right. But right. Yeah, I'm with you. So um it's been uh it has been difficult and challenging, but I will say it has mm-hmm. allowed me to take a yeah. A different deep breath yeah. and know um that to to take our company where it has been. Yeah. You know, Today we have five offices mm-hmm. in Columbus, Atlanta, 
Um, we've always had an office mm-hmm. in China. We have an office in the Netherlands and mm-hmm. in London. So we How have five that? offices. Yeah. Um, probably over 220 mm-hmm. employees today. Mm-hmm. Um, more on a global scale than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. In 2016, when I sold the company, two years later in 2000, or one year later in 2017, we bought a small company called Smoke Hollow. Mm-hmm. Kind of bolted it on the Masterville. And then a year after that, in 2018, we bought Kamado Joe, which was yeah. the ceramic grill, the red ceramic grill. And they're kind of and the competitor to the big green, big egg. green egg. Yeah, they yes. look like they're the red one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, today, the big green egg is the number one brand. I would expect pretty mm-hmm. soon we will be the number one brand in that yeah. industry. Yeah. So we we married together um, two brands. Yeah, the Masterbuilt Master and Kamado Joe. And it it married together a mm-hmm. lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Not right, not wrong. It it might be very different on I what bet we that would, would do, be. But that was the biggest you know, challenge. In churches that the way they do it in churches, you'll have two churches that one has a building and no people mm-hmm. and one has people and no building. So they'll get together and merge. Yeah. And it always seems good, but about a year or two down the road, all of a sudden they, they start having yeah. bigger differences. That's right. But occasionally there's some that really work out. But but mm-hmm. that's one of the differences, you yeah. know. And ours is working out. Yeah. Um, difficult, um, challenging, mm-hmm. but rewarding in a lot of different yeah. ways. Um, we do have a great leadership team. Mm-hmm. Um, they... It, it it doesn't make it wrong if they do things different. Right, you. that's right. It just makes it different. Yeah. Um, and I will say for our current president and CEO to survive mm-hmm. um, 18 months of COVID, yeah, not easy. Yeah. Um, to there were so many different dynamics yeah. that came into the company. I was in a support role. I was not in the leadership role to mm-hmm. go through that. Um, you know, so, how did the company respond and what changes were there and challenges when you when COVID hit? So, golly, I'd have to well, flash back to March of 19, mm-hmm. I think. Um, we been, had, yeah, a year and a half now. We had just bought a motorhome to travel mm. and do 50-plus cooking demonstrations all over the country oh. with Walmart and Home Depot. My son right. and I were going to do all these marketing and yeah. development. We just bought this motor home. We were going to tour the country. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out the first couple of weeks in March that the entire schedule was canceled. Mm. So we go from being in the face of all of our consumers to not being able to be yeah. in the face of our consumers. Um, we took all the proper you know precautions mm-hmm. and the protocol to to run the company right we shut down as much as we needed to shut down mm-hmm. put everybody working from home we were deemed an essential business mm-hmm. that's we true we got to eat yeah so our warehouse was able to work in person just like okay. all warehouses were you know doing everything that it was it was hard because everything changed yeah almost weekly, daily. Yes. You know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, do this. You know, you got to be six foot and 12 foot distance. That's right. You know, you got to load a truck with somebody, but you know, so it was, yeah, it was difficult, but 
our offices from March of 2020 until today are still, everybody's working from home. Hmm. So we have um, limited personnel coming back right. to our two offices here in Atlanta. And then I think we're going to try to open back up more mm -hmm. as the fall comes. Did the business um, grow or stay the same? Yeah, that's what I found. Crazy. There are certain places that said, man, we, we did better during COVID than any other time. COVID. Yeah. Um, so our business was already up, but COVID magnified that yeah. even more. Because everybody had to stay home. Everybody stayed at home. <laughs> Need to grill. And, yep. <laughs> Smoke back, something. Back in the mid-2000s when the economy had its issues, mm -hmm. um, instead of going on vacation, people were doing staycations. Uh-huh. Well, when That's... you were staying at home, our business actually, we, we had a downturn just like a lot of people mm -hmm. did, but we had a lot of people buying products because they wanted to cook at home. Yeah. Yeah. COVID was that times a hundred. I could and see it. So our supply chain was challenged. Um, freight costs are challenged. Um, so we, we had a lot of different challenges within our business, but our sales were through the roof. How about that? Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah, that, that's one thing. The, certain companies like that, I, I know like there was a, a guy that ran a rock company. Mm -hmm. He came to me before <clears throat> COVID. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I don't have any business. When the COVID came, he tells me, I'm opening a second business in another city. This thing is blowing up. Yep. People stayed at home and did landscaping. That's and right. so he can't get enough rock for them now. Yeah, so he needed so, to supply what people are doing. That's right. Their own DIY, yeah. DIY. He said, more people yeah. are doing yard work now than ever. So, that's right. So everything's moving for the first that's time. Right. That's the, Now, let me ask you this. What are you, you're involved also with, uh, was it Masters of Smoke? And we, we were. Okay. John and I, John too, my son, has been working at Master Build. I think he's celebrating his 11th year at Master Build. How about he's 28, that? started when he was like 17. Great so guy. he's still within Great the company son. doing marketing, helping with product development, helping not development, but quality within our products. Mm -hmm. And uh, he and I started a Masters of Smoke mm -hmm. and did that a little bit during COVID. Right. But right now our marketing is going in a little bit of a different direction. Okay. So we're not going to be continuing. I just saw it on Instagram one time. I scrolled through Instagram. I saw it. And I said, whoa, that is on. And, and the food looked phenomenal. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. To do. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not kidding. The truth is, and I say, sometimes we've gone to John and Tanya's house to eat and instead of going out and get something, oh, we just get something we cooked last night. <laughs> it's better than anything you'd get going out to eat. I'm, Y'all, yeah, uh, you are you're a phenomenal cook. Well, I appreciate that. This past uh, weekend for Memorial Day, uh, on Saturday morning, John and I did tomahawk steak, a T-bone steak, a fillet steak, and a New York strip steak, and we smoked the steak on the Gravity Series Grill, and then reverse seared it, and we cooked baked beans and mac and cheese and asparagus, and mm -mm. Uh, we just a, a host uh, of food. I'm hungry. And we did that for Fox and Friends. Mm -hmm. Well, then the next day, it was my daughter's birthday, and it was Memorial Day, so we stuck all that refrigerator, all that yeah. pull it back out, and, yeah, yeah, and serve yeah. up Fox and Friends it. food for That's my daughter's birthday. Your leftovers are better than most people's oh, original main plate. <laughs> fun story there. Um, in our heyday of QVC, it was when our kids were younger. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember all their ages, but they were in school, so they were constantly having friends over the yeah. house. We tried, took some lessons from y'all, make your house the fun place. That's so, right. You know, That's everybody right. wanted to come yeah. over to our and house. And you had three kids, like teenagers at a stage. Yep, Brooke, 
we'll talk about grandkids maybe yes. a little bit. A little bit. She's doing great with Brian and and Whit and Walt. John Boy, mm-hmm. um, I come. She yes. calls him John Boy. He's John too. Uh-huh. And Bailey, our youngest, three kids growing up. So they would have all their friends over, and we would do QVC. I mean, it was like clockwork every yeah. week. Well, while we were at QVC, and we would cook stupid amount of food, mm-hmm. and then throw it all in the yeah. garbage. Well. We were flying back and forth to QVC privately, mm-hmm. so we'd take some coolers and we'd load up this food that we cooked and bring it home. Yeah. So our kids' friends were coming over to the house and they were eating prime rib. They were eating <laughs> all these <laughs> yeah. ribs. I mean, like salmon sure. and all this food. And they're like, "Man, y'all cook like nobody's business." Right. It was all leftovers. Yeah, that's right. The dinner y'all came to. Mm was leftover QVC food. I don't think we yeah. ever told y'all that. I, I, it didn't matter to me. I loved it. I thought it was that's fabulous. That's, that's, all right, now, let me ask you, too. Uh, in your career, it's allowed you, when, when Masterbook blew up, it allowed you to meet a lot of people. Yes. People that, I mentioned that day about the second satisfied how that you can meet a lot of people that you pro- probably didn't know. You've met a lot of well-known personalities, great, built great relationships. Um, yeah. Tell us about some of those folks and, um, some of the, and what you've learned. Uh, that has been fun. And we met Rachel Ray at uh-huh. QVC. So yeah. we were invited to come to her show right. um, in New York. I think she was her studios in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and did several shows with her. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, met Steve Harvey. Yeah. And did his, I've seen you on his. Met his boys' mentoring camp and then ended up doing the girls' mentoring camp oh. probably for about five years. So we fly out to. Texas to his ranch and actually mm-hmm. did that several times and then from there we do his radio show mm-hmm. and his TV show several times that Love was it. fun uh, we met most of the folks yeah. at Fox we did Sean Hannity's radio show for a while mm-hmm. um, did several things with him and you met Paula uh, Dean one time Paula that, Dean you had to put some butter on that <laughs> I had to put some butter on that so we we met yeah. actually met Paula at QVC mm-hmm. and then after building a relationship with mm-hmm. her she had built this brand new house and for some reason mm-hmm. she said hey you bring your wife and kids up here and mm-hmm. stay with us yeah so we go to Savannah and stay at her house and uh, the next morning she cooked a breakfast for us and uh-huh. I kid you not a pot of grits and one pound of butter uh-uh. <laughs> And she made homemade biscuits that, Mama, I love you, but Paula's biscuits really? were crazy uh-uh. good. Wow. Yeah. And you would know and food. Just, now that and yeah. just developed a really good relationship yeah. with her, um, her husband, Michael, mm-hmm. the tugboat captain. How about um, we actually stayed in touch. We don't stay in touch that mm-hmm. much anymore, but um, I did communicate with him a couple of months back and said, hey, we need to come up to Savannah and just drive a motor home up there and, and mm-hmm. stay. And we... Hadn't set that up yet, but right. we're, we're trying to. That's so cool. Yeah, that's and a lot of people think we got like like really close personal relationships. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Get. It's 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 a business relationship. You know, it, that's right. But it's been a good, that's fun right. Yeah, relationship. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Steve Harvey, on a Wednesday before a Thanksgiving calls me one day and said, "Hey, uh, don't have my turkey fryer, and I can't find one." Mm. So we spend like an hour, because it's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Typically, if it's going to sell out. And then, so he calls uh, me about an hour later and says, <laughs> hey, I, one of our employees found one, and he's driving an hour to go get it and come back so he could cook. Because he was uh, cooking yeah. his Thanksgiving turkeys every year. How about that? Um, 
Yeah, that's the the Sean Hannity uh, conversation. We mm-hmm. our story there. We were trying to do Sean's radio show, mm-hmm. and uh, and we couldn't afford it because his mm-hmm. radio show was too expensive. Well, we get a text from a friend that said, "Hey, Sean Hannity just asked about your turkey fryer on his show." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" So we preview it, and he is it's uh, Tuesday night show. And Sean Hannity said, I'm up at 2 a.m. watching some guy deep fry turkey was our infomercial. Yeah. And I want one of those products. Well, I was like, Sean Hannity (laughs) wants one. So (laughs) we have our people call his people, and they're like, you lost your mind. We're not giving you Sean Hannity's address. Mm -hmm. I said, look, we don't want anything from him. We just want to send him a turkey fryer. So... We overnight him a turkey fryer. He gets it, deep fries his turkey for Thanksgiving, and on his next show, tell the world how wow. awesome this thing is. How about that? And from that, developed enough of a relationship yep. with him to be able to get into right. his radio show. So yep. we have actually wheeled smokers down to Radio City Music Hall in New York to take up to his studio. We deep fried turkeys That's in. Cool. <laughs> the high rise at Radio City Music Hall. Wow, that's cool. Andy, so. and that's, it's just and that was yeah, fun. That's, yeah, that's. Let me ask you this: when you when you own a program like that, whether it's uh, you know whether it's Harvey or or Sean or something like that, do you see a bump in the sales there oh, afterwards? We okay. do. Yeah, Mike Huckabee, mm-hmm. I will tell you, is probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. that we've met right. over the years. Met at Fox mm-hmm. in the Plaza, and he spends like thirty minutes with John Two mm-hmm. and I just. Hanging out. How about that? You know, love the product, and today mm-hmm. he still is a Master Bill fan. Isn't that so? So he invites us to come do his Huckabee show. Mm-hmm. Before he ran for president, he had the Saturday night, Sunday night show. Yeah, he sure did. And we go up there and deep fry a turkey and do a low country seafood boil, and he gave us 11 minutes on his wow. show. And that's a long time on you know broadcast like that. Crazy. Yes. It shut our website did it down yeah yeah that's our bump in sales from that one was memorable mm-hmm. and in, in marketing you got to do a lot of everything and it's very different today than it was you know yesterday five years ago with digital and social and all that so yeah. you got to do all of the different channels to be able to have your brand out there we are doing a show with martina mcbride oh are you how about up, that? or she's actually cooking on our Gravity Series product, Bobby Bones mm-hmm. was fun. How about it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. Is And, and the other is, really, you're helping people. If I'm at home and suddenly I see you on Huckabee and, and I'm watching this and you're sounding good, then I'm going to want to go out and learn more about it right. and buy it. And so that's the at, goal. in the end, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I, I thank God I watched that program that yeah, day. That's, that's and the Huckabee, goal. by the way, did you know, uh, you, you know what I'm sure, he had been a pastor at one time. He, yeah. He yeah. is a strong yeah. man of faith. He had actually become, he gave his life to God, yeah. uh, went to Southwestern Seminary, I think, yeah. and then became a pastor for several wow. years of a First Baptist Church, and then saw so much in the city he wanted, I think, mm-hmm. to try to change it. So that's when he left and went into politics. Yeah. yeah. What I also love about him is, um, I said, like, hey, you know, Governor, if you ever need anything, you call me. He's like, Don, thank you, mm-hmm. but I will always take care of that. Mm-hmm. He has never asked for a product. He mm-hmm. goes out and buys that. them and yep. sends them to all of his friends. Yep. And I was like, oh my God. 
I'll, I'll send you whatever you that's need. Right. He's like, nope, yeah, that, I, that's, got I got uh, it. He, he understands. That's yeah, so he good. came to Columbus and spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, at a rally, mm-hmm. and Tanya and I went out there and got to say hello to him. How about He's that? He's a phenomenal person. Love it. Yeah, well, see, the, the thing that you've met the need with one is you've got a great product, and then the, the way you cook it's so good. You can't, you can't not like you, John. Well, what is your personality and who you are? Yeah, <laughs> Whoever feeds you good. Well, we can't not like you. <laughs> so, well, I can't cook with a flip. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Debbie will do all the cooking. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the BP Leadership Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and all of our other ones, we need you to do a few things for us. We need you to subscribe to the channel if you have not already. We need you to like these episodes, comment on these episodes, and share them with a friend. We want the world to see the incredible content that Bill Purpose is consistently pushing out right here on this platform. BP Leadership Podcast. So make sure you do that if you haven't subscribed already, whether that's on YouTube or all of our awesome audio platforms that we're listed on so that everybody can hear this. So make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share the BP Leadership Podcast.